Tomorrow morning, the return of John Party. He was supposed to be on last week. He got sick. He's back this week. You know he's been taking acting lessons, Lunchbox. Whoa, really? John Party. Huh. Don't have that in common. Has been, and I'm curious he's if he's going in person, if he's trying to turn it into something, or if he's like Lunchbox doing it on Zoom. <laughs> Paying a lot of money for hey, it. Yeah. yeah. So John Party tomorrow on the show, and Monday, Kelsey Ballerini will be in. Fun. So it'll be a couple good days of guests. All right, it's Thursday, so... We do the morning corny, but we try to figure it out. We have 90 seconds to figure out Amy's morning corny and what we call the investigative corny. The morning corny. Why did the vegetable boat sink? Why did the vegetable boat sink? Okay. Carrots. Turnip. Peppers. Banana boat. Turnip. Turnip. Why did the vegetable boat sink? sink? Cauliflower. It Broccoli. Let us. It let. Let us. Let us astray. It, it, okay, let's think about sinking things. Okay. The bottom of the sea, bottom of the lake. Kale. The vegetable salad. What are why did the vegetable boat sink? Cucumber. Why? Flavor. Why do boats? Vegetable. Why do boats sink? I think there's something Anchor. we gotta we gotta turn into the vegetable. Anchovy. Why do boats sink? Uh, they tip over. Tip Pole. over. A crash. Overflow. Overflow. They sink if. Water chestnut. Wait. They, water chestnuts. I've heard of many <laughs> boats sinking. Crash. Why do vegetable boats sink? Sink. Why do boats sink? Okay, let me think about boats. I can't. Why no, do they run sink? out of gas? Um, our flat bottom would, would, would tip over. Sink if they're like the plug. We let the plug out. Okay. So if there was like a hole in the boat. Hey, what about squash? It got, it got squashed. squashed. 15 seconds. Oh my gosh. We mean, got nothing, it's got to be something with how the boat goes down. I mean, well, yeah, because why did the vegetable boat sink? Yeah, I mean, it's got to be that big. Yeah. Tomatoes. Too heavy. Splat. Uh, we don't have it. We I thought you would five. have this. You just egg, 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 do it. Eggplant. Egg, egg planted. We're out of time. Bobby, you were so close. But they everything I said, they looked at me like I was stupid. With, they, what was he close not. with? You're what was so he close with? Okay, well, let's the, pulling the plug out of the boat. No. I said the boat would. <laughs> how does our the boat flat sink? bottom would go down if you didn't plug it in the back. <laughs> That's also how you got rid of the water. <laughs> right, but how do you tie that to the Here we go. The morning corny. Why did the vegetable boat sink? Why? It was full of leeks. <laughs> what are leeks? Yeah. What is a leek? L-E-E-K-S. That's Never heard of that vegetable. Well, that's a that's your problem. Yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> is it though? They have that at the grocery store. I wouldn't know a leek if it hit me in the face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think. Really? Now that you say that, I'm like, I assume that's a vegetable. Dang. But I don't think I would know. A, I don't even know what one looks like. Amy, that was too smart for us. Oh, okay. What family's a leek in? <laughs> a leek. Let me see. A leek. They have them at the grocery store, and it looks like a big green onion, kind of. Oh, you know what? I think those are big green onions. <laughs> like a fat, uh-huh. like a fatter than. Yeah. Huh. All right. That's the morning corny. Thank you. Uh, we lost. Man, yeah. Sure corny. did. Over a month ago, Lunchbox was outside in his yard. One of his neighbors walked by, and they started talking about the neighborhood. During the conversation, Lunchbox's neighbor made the comment about Lunchbox's house that his lights were still up. And so we asked, was this rude or just making small talk? Here is the clip before we get the update. Excuse me, what'd you say? I, I, I couldn't hear you. Hey, I, I just, I'm just saying you're the last house in the neighborhood with Christmas lights on. I walk all over and 
everyone else has put theirs away. Yours is the last one. What's the deal? Well, I'm. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, but I have kids. It's been snowing. Like, I have a job. I mean, haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah, I'm just. I'm. I'm well, yeah. It's festive. It's festive. But you know, there's, a, there's an energy shortage. You know, you're just burning those kilowatts. Uh, I'm thinking I, of you, man. I'm thinking of you. Sure. I mean, I don't. <laughs> and next thing you know, you're going to tell me the Earth is round. But I mean, any day you want to come by and take them down, go ahead. But. <laughs> no, but, I'm not taking my tip. Okay. Well then. All right. Thank you. Have a good night. Have, have a good night. Have a good night. He said, what's the deal? That, to me, is when I'd have been like, oh, <laughs> we're going to do this. He walks away. The earth is round. Yeah, that, that I didn't yeah, quite I didn't get, understand but, that. <laughs> but uh, it's now a month and a week later. It's February 24th. Are the lights still up? It's still Christmas time in the neighborhood, <laughs> wow. guys. It feels so good to be celebrating Christmas in the middle of February. I mean, it's almost the end of February, I guess, because it's a short month. But, man, it is shining bright. Santa Claus is ready to land on our roof. Have you seen the guy? I haven't seen him. I saw him that one time, and he crossed the street and walked on the other side of the street. Didn't walk in front of the house. Haven't seen him since. Has anyone said anything else to you? Uh, no. At all? Nothing? No. Nope, nothing. And, and at night, they come on. With they come on at 5 p.m. every oh day. And then the timer is just set, and it just comes on. I don't even, I just set it whenever Christmas time was around, So I because I'd forget. And so the timer is the greatest thing ever. So these are your spite lights. These are spite lights? What is yeah, you're in doing spite. this in spite. Oh, you're do, yeah, you're yeah. doing it to spite him. Yeah, absolutely. I'm doing it to send him a message. Like, I will not be intimidated by you, and I'm going to leave them up and send you a message that this house will not be told when to take their lights down. So we but, are, if it's 24, 28, the last day of the month. What's the goal here? I mean, we well, want to get to March. March 1st, is it like we're taking them down? I mean, March 1st is probably my, like, okay, I won this battle. Like, I sent a message. But, you know, maybe March 1st comes and it's bad weather, and then we end up on March 2nd. Maybe then, April 1st. Oh. Because Eddie left Santa up till March. But then, at this point, just leave them up till next Christmas. I mean, we are, built, we are burning, what do you say, kilowatts? kilowatts? Well, there's an energy shortage. He's looking out for you, buddy. Yeah. Do you think the neighbor sees it and kind of, like, gets frustrated every time, or... Does he or, care? Or do you think he avoids my house now? He avoids you. Well, he oddly was kind of passive-aggressive. Yes. Well, he almost went to aggressive. Well, Lunchbox was. The next thing you're going to tell me, the earth is yes, round? Yes, but that's his reaction. I, I don't think I would have reacted as, as oddly, as nicely as Lunchbox did. I was like, you got a problem with my lights? I would have immediately been triggered and went at him. Mm. Not with my fists, because I'd have probably gotten beat up. It sounds like 90. I've still been beaten up. No, with your biggest weapon. Yes, yeah, my mouth. tongue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the same thing. Yeah. Um, okay. March 1st, we're leaving the lights up. You don't have an HOA, so they can't find you. Right. No fines are available because there is no HOA. But, I mean, if you had an HOA, they'd be fining me every day. Well, let me just say I admire it. Your spite lights, pretty cool. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Do you not like it? I just think it's time. Message sent, like, take I, your I lights down. I think but... it's quite sent enough. Amy, are you supposed more? to back down from a bully? <laughs> you didn't. You you showed him. You kept them up. Yeah, you. So that's why I'm like, okay, either take <laughs> them down now or just keep them up till next year. Why not? I like March 1st. And April 1st? A little even better. better, yeah. yeah. better. <laughs> a woman actively seeks relationships with men who have committed murder. No. Oh. That's weird. Ugh. So, like, she dates them while they're in jail? In Nancy Grace's new special, Marrying a Murderer, several women are profiled for choosing to be with men who have committed murder. Teresa X. Roberts opens up about marrying not just one murderer, but two. Like, what happened in their childhood I know. where they find this attractive? Because something's there. 
Mm-hmm. There's some little itch that needs scratched, and to them it gets scratched by finding someone who's killed people. Uh, Roberts vocalizes three core reasons that led her to marrying a murderer. Number one, I wanted somebody so far away I wouldn't be tempted to visit. Well, you could do that without them murdering somebody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't care where you are. There's somebody far away. Okay. Number two, I wanted somebody serving a long time so he wouldn't get out and basically break my heart. Okay. Well, how about somebody with some fraud charges? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't murder somebody. <laughs> And number three, I wanted somebody that was somewhat average looking, not super good looking, not hideous. Wait, there are some murderers that are oddly really good looking. A couple, but n- most some of them the aren't. Well, they, all they do is highlight the really good looking ones, so you think <laughs> that all of them are. It's shocking to me how good looking some of these serial killers are. But the reason they're good looking to you is because they're good looking, they get coverage because it's so rare and odd. Okay. Did you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, I get what you're saying. I get it. I totally understand that. The better looking wrong. you are, the yeah. more coverage you get. Mugshot guy who's great looking in a model. Right. And he goes famous because of that. Oh, yeah, I remember that guy. It's not because everybody in a mugshot is good looking. It's because that guy is. Unfortunately, with the news, too, that goes the other direction for, like, girls that are missing. Like, blonde white girls get way more news than any others, which is terrible. So my point is, Weird. is that most murderers are ugly. <laughs> They're U-G-L-Y. Okay. They don't need no alibi. They ugly. Um, so they like murderers. Those three things that they listed, I don't really believe. I believe they just want someone that's done something, had a little notoriety for some reason, and that's their thing. I thought maybe you were going to say that they want to be part of their rehabilitation. Like somehow they're attracted to like helping. That would be healthier, I think. I would understand that totally. a bit. I was hopeful They have like that. a savior complex. But you didn't say that. But you're not going to really save them. They don't even want to be near them. They, yes. just want, like, <laughs> they want like a pen pal. <laughs> we were talking about Lunchbox's Christmas lights a couple segments ago. And his are still up. And it all stems from his neighbor being like, hey, take your lights down, bro. And Lunch said, no, bro. Now I'm going to leave them up extra long. And so Jeff in St. Louis is on. Now, Jeff, you heard us talking about this. And your question is, my question is, you offered Eddie money to keep the Santa Claus up until March 1st. Why don't you offer Lunchbox to keep him up longer? Two reasons. One, Lunchbox has motivation. This guy motivated him and inspired him to do it. I don't need to give him either. Yeah, they're spite lights, you call them. Spite lights, mm-hmm. yeah. So with Eddie, it was just funny, and I was like, dude, keep it up. And I didn't really want to keep him up. Yeah, or Lunchbox, the- it is his idea. And then two, I'm tired of using my own money on this show. <laughs> Trivia games, bits, pranks. I got to use my money. And I'm tired of it. And I probably will still do it because we need to do some games and bits sometimes. But those are the two reasons, Jeff. I appreciate that call, though, because other people may have the same question. Correct. Yeah. And I just love your guys' show. And I hope you all have a good day. And keep doing what you do. Heck yeah, man. You too. See you later. (laughs) Hey, keep doing what you're doing. I don't even know what it is, but I feel like it's good. <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah, whatever it is. I'll, I'll, he's still there. I like it, so keep doing it. Um, news coming up in 20 minutes or so. You know the story I got to bring up again. Is there more? Yeah. Okay. Oh. There's more to it? Yeah. Every day. See, uh-huh. I tell you, I, I rely on you for the updates. Uh-huh. I, I don't want to update it, and I don't even tell you what it is right now, but oh, no. I don't want to update you on it again. Hopefully, this will be the... 
Final update? It, it closes. I hope. Yes. Okay. I hope. Bobby Bonshaw. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Trace Adkins is in a new movie coming out tomorrow called Desperate Writers. Fans can watch it in select theaters on demand and Apple TV. Thomas Rhett shares what he'd tell his younger self. I would say that you are not in control and you might as well let the control go. I think for so long early on in my career, I tried to make it happen alone. You know, I thought that if I could just write a better song or if I could play a better show, that I would be able to do it at a high level. And and I feel like I did that for like five years and it was exhausting. Tennille Towns was named one of Forbes 30 Under 30 and she talked about the honor. Being included in Forbes 30 Under 30 list is so crazy and truly so cool. I, I mean, looking at that list of inspiring people who have made such an impact on the creative world, the music world, um, and to be among that is really just an honor. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. 17-year-old Lorelai Dodd is a delivery driver, a food delivery driver, and she's driving around delivering her food. And when she sees a dog in the middle of a busy road, she pulls over, she gets the dog, the dog's r- dog runs in her car. She says, okay, well, I'm going to take my dog on the delivery and see if anyone knows who this dog is. She goes around, no, no, never seen that dog before, don't know who it is. So she keeps it for two days and decides to go to the shelter to see, hey, is this dog chipped or something? Sure enough, it's chipped. Turns out this dog was stolen two weeks ago mm. and lives 100 miles away. Wow. So Lorelai gets in her car, says, all right, I will deliver this dog, takes it to the owner. Love it. Wow. Yeah. Does it say what kind of dog it was? No. Because I mean, if someone's stealing a dog, it's got to be. It's got to like be one of those bulldogs. Or yeah, like Frenchies. A, like a weird, expensive breed. But the dog was stolen on this, and then I guess somehow got out. Like maybe. Yeah, because the dog's away. like, this is not my home. I'm gonna. This is like a movie. The dog is like homeward escapes. bound. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Great. And then she drove it back. Drove it back. Delivered it. And then the owner gave her a hundred dollars as, as a reward. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Good. Yeah. Gas g- money, right? Gas. Yeah. All right. That's what it's all about. That was tell me something good. All right. Let's get over and check in on the big stories of the day. Bobby's big stories. An update. Police reportedly believe Bob Saget hit his head on a marble bathroom floor before he died. This okay. story keeps developing, and at first it was, they don't know what happened. Okay, it's a head injury. Wow, it's a really bad head injury. And now they're going, maybe it's so bad because he fell and hit marble instead of hit wood. or Right. Which makes a little more sense. Yes. But that's what came out this morning through the New York Post. A woman's accused of using a COVID loan to put a hit on a TSA agent. We gotta be really mad about them getting in your bag, huh? (laughs) What's the deal? Uh, Life could be getting very difficult for Jasmine Martinez very soon. This comes from Local 10. The Miami woman is facing three charges, including first-degree murder with a deadly weapon. Cops say Martinez somehow received $15,000 in the form of a COVID PPP loan and then used that cash to hire a hitman to knock off TSA agent LaShante Jones, who she'd been threatening for years. The shooter is believed to be Javen Carter, who was seen in a phone video waving cash around, Hmm. saying, just another day at the office. The cash came from $10,000 in cash withdrawals in the days leading up to the murder. Wow. I wonder without Javon waving that money, if they ever track it back. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) In general, waving money will get you in trouble. Every time, man. Because either you did something illegal, 
Because if you're waving money, you don't usually have money. You don't see a lot. Most money wavers aren't usual money havers. Like you wave it because you're excited you have Mm -hmm. it. And I would say most money waving is done with money you shouldn't have. And so if you just track it back. And it just so happens her job is TSA. It's not like she was angry because of the TSA. Uh, Did it say she worked there? I never saw that. I think she she received. And she allegedly hired a hitman to knock off. I don't see anything about her working for the TSA. Did you see it in a different story? No, you said no, you TSA agent. You literally said TSA agent. To put a hit on a TSA agent. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking, oh, like you said, oh, does she make her mad like going through the airport? But it's clearly they have a different relationship. That just happens to be her job. Yeah, it's a great headline. So it made me go, let me read it. <laughs> we so, thought it all started at the airport. Oh, well, me yeah. too. And then I read it and I was just I like, was oh, like, she dang. stole it. She got a PPP loan and used it to hire a hit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't think she was. Okay. But I know he was. Uh, part two of Ozark comes out in April. Which is fantastic if you're an Ozark fan. Yes. The second part of that first season comes out in April. We have a clip of it. Do we want to play a 13-second clip or not? I don't think we do. Of the show? Yeah. I don't think we do. But I'm a big Netflix. Although my Netflix is not working. And one of my streaming services that I pay for is not working. And it says your credit card isn't right. Uh Uh-oh. Did something expire? Am I broke? You good, man? Did it come through an email? No. No, no, no. I went to watch. We were trying to watch uh, Netflix last night. We were going to watch Genius. 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 The Kanye, Kanye. Genius documentary. Uh-huh. And I tried to play it. And basically, it gave me insufficient funds, but on Netflix. Ooh, that's oh, that's wow. not good. It was like, you ain't got no money. So stop trying to watch these shows. And I, you can't afford this. And so then I was like, okay. We went over to a different uh, streaming service. And I didn't fix it. And then I got on my phone this morning because I listened to the Razorback Daily podcast. And as I was driving into work. And it was like, you don't have a card. You can't pay for this stuff. Maybe your card's just expired. Yeah, maybe that you happens. hit. Yeah, maybe the expiration date was 2222. Oh, classic. Two, oh. Two, 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 two. Okay, I don't know what that means. All right, uh, let's see. Tom Brady will produce and appear in a football-themed road trip movie titled 80 for Brady. Uh, this is from The Hollywood Reporter. It's basically about four friends. They go and watch the Super Bowl in 2017 when New England came back and beat the Falcons. But Tom Brady is going to play himself. Oh, okay. And he's also producing it. That's better. Boy, Atlanta fans just can't get a break here. This game <laughs> is brought up all the time. Uh, production's due to begin this spring. And then the quick update on Sam Hunt, day three of the story. Day one was divorce, cheating, filed in the divorce. She and filed. She's, and, yeah, and she's pregnant. Uh, day two was she pulled it back. Day three is she only pulled it back because it was filed in the wrong county. Uh-huh. And she refiled it in a different county. Oh. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Well, a little bit of hope there, but... A little bit of... Court documents that were filed and withdrawn on Friday showed that uh, she's due to give birth in May and that they had to change because they were in the wrong Tennessee county. Oh, you know, Sam's like, seriously? You had to do the wrong county? I think she's like, seriously... Oh, I know. <laughs> seriously, we're but I mean, has to, yeah, now it's in the news <laughs> three times. Yeah, there you go. Those are your big stories. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. A teen was awarded $1,800 for staying off social media for six years by his mom. Ooh. Wow. Huh. That's a, I mean, That's a lot. it's a lot of money, but it's also a lot of time as a kid to stay completely off social mm-hmm. media. Uh, yeah, $1,800 for six years. Quote, I wouldn't say there was ever a time where I thought I was about to break. Yeah, because you hadn't tasted it yet. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, if you never taste ice cream, you don't want it. Exactly. Once you get that hit, though. You never watch an episode of Breaking Bad. You mm-hmm. never wonder what's up with Walter White because you don't know who Walter White is. <laughs> Correct. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, quote, I got to avoid all the unnecessary drama that was on there. Okay, That's true. I That's can cool. agree with that. Uh, <laughs> the mother was confident the experiment would give her son a newfound perspective on social media. Or he'll be like a homeschool kid who goes to college. And goes eight. And then just goes. And now he's downloading <laughs> every app. crazy, yeah. He's on all of them. Mm-hmm. So, but hey, 1800 bucks and, and good for him. He got the money. Another thing that happened oof, three hours ago, Kanan Cox was on. Just a, a brief reminder of who he is. I was eating dinner with my wife and he comes up and he's like, hey, I'm a server here, but I'm also trying to make it as an artist. And if you get a, and if you get a few minutes, kind sir, would you, it's what it felt like, Tiny Tim, you know? <laughs> and so I went back home and listened to him and was like, wow, brought him in. He played, he went and did a little mini tour in cities our show's on and has really been doing great. Well, he quit his job at the restaurant and this is about a 30 second clip of, of that. Here is uh, me talking to Kanan. After you, things started to kind of pop off. I definitely don't work at Del Frisco's anymore, so thank you. I'm looking at all your upcoming shows. I was going to actually invite you down to play with us on the 12th, and we're playing outside of Tampa, but you have a show in Greenville, South Carolina. So it looks like... Dude, I will... I, that is an acoustic show with my boy, Rich. <laughs> I, if I called him, he is one of my biggest supporters. Said, hey, man, Bobby Bones wants me to play with him. I'm sorry. I'm sure he would come to the show. You tell me when and where. And there it is. He's coming to Plant City, Florida (laughs) on March 12th with us, the Raging Idiots. We're doing one show the whole year, but Kane and Cox will now perform in our set as well. Poor Rich. Yeah, if you want to (laughs) come, I know. He has to hear it on the radio. His buddy canceled on him. Uh, Tickets at RagingIdiots.com, but Abby will sing the national anthem. Kane will come out. The Raging Idiots will play. There was a Netflix special a couple years ago. Beyonce spent all year training for one show, which was Coachella. And so the special is that. I feel like this is the Raging Idiots is one. We're doing wow. one show this year. This is it. This is it. And ours is with Kane and Cox and Abby. At the Strawberry Festival. Have you started mm-hmm. training? Yeah, we did some stuff. Okay. It's coming up. Yeah. We're always up. training. Yeah, we're always training. <laughs> uh, great. I'd love to see it. Kane and Cox. Hope that guy really, really gets a fair shot and, you know, makes it one day. So we're here to help him. <laughs> I'm about to go 100% nerd alert on you guys because we were talking about phones and I think we all have the conversation, how does it know? How does it know where I am? How does it know when I am? How does it know who I am? All the questions. And we had general ideas because we know our phones are tracking us. But here you go. A, A great listener named Daniel sent this to me. Hey, I'm a master's student in computer engineering. I wanted to help explain how phones can track you. On iPhones... You actually get little alerts at the top showing if your camera or microphone are in use. So most apps don't use sound or video. However, they do use your search history, demographic, and location. Essentially, they know generally if you're a man or a woman, your race, and can even tell how long you've hovered over a link, a picture, or generally what region you're in. I'll stop for a second. Hover. That doesn't mean you click it. It just shows the amount of time you look at it. Whoa. Mm-hmm. And they know if you're just on something for a minute, there must be some interest there. All right, back to the note. They can use this with patterns they've extracted from machine learning models to predict what to sell you. This is why it can appear to be reading your mind. I'm going to stop and interject here. I think because 10 million other people have hovered and made decisions, they then go... If you hovered and you live in this place and you're this age, you probably are going to. So they're predicting more than they are reading your mind. Mm -hmm. If you see a certain pattern in your behavior, 
sorry, if they see a certain pattern in your behavior, they can predict what you'll purchase next before you even do. Wow. This is based off of what other users have done. Phones are listening to you, and they have a wake word. And he says, think of Siri or Alexa or Google. When you say it and your machine comes on, that's the wake word for that machine. The phones apparently have wake words as well that are um, hired. So let's say if you want to sell uh, khakis and you call up, you know, I like to buy some khakis, I like to sell some khakis. And so they can program into a phone in an area that if anyone says the word khaki, it's like, ooh, it's like when you say Alexa, ooh, wakes up and listens, hears it, and then starts to send you khakis. Hmm. You're kind of right about that. Ish. Yeah. Um, and it says, but the phones don't send data until the wake word is heard. But when it is heard, every bit of audio they've captured is fair game for ads to use. Whoa. Hope that cleared some of this up. Let me know if you have any other questions. Best regards, Daniel. Wow. That's good. It's a pretty legit message. Hold on. Khakis. (laughs) Uh, You don't know if that's a wake word or not, though. Khakis. Thank you, Daniel. Really appreciate that. Uh, Neuroscientists recorded a dying brain. This is a... I liked the story because it was interesting, but it also made me kind of sad. They recorded a brain... And they were using EEG to detect and treat seizures in an 87-year-old man. And it was the first time they'd ever done this. And they say that our life does flash before our eyes. It was the first time they'd ever done this. Rhythmic brainwave patterns were observed that were almost exactly that someone retrieves memories, but it was super fast. Like, like a right catalog. Be- it was, it was more, yes, more intense. Mm-hmm. So, like, they could put a little machine in our head and we could we'd look back at memories and it would go, okay, you can tell based on what the brain activity is that they are recalling. But when this guy was dying, it was like super fast and longer. Crazy. It supports a theory known as life recall that we relive our entire life in the space of seconds, like a flash of lightning just prior to death. The brain may remain active and coordinated during and after the transition to death. So interesting, also sad, and also freaks me out if I start to have Mm-hmm. You start to recall. see your life. I'm like, oh, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm out of here. I, think I don't so want to remember anything now. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid memories at all costs. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. So, but they actually, you know, they were able to put it on this guy. And sadly, he did pass away, but they did gather this information. And I thought that story was just wild. So there you go. It's, this is like Nerd Minute. Let's just finish Nerd Minute. Uh, Amy has uh, kids, and they're in school, and the coaches and the teachers use different apps to communicate with you. Yes. Every, one app? Does the school have one app? No. Unfortunately, I just didn't know if other parents felt this way too, and somehow we could just collectively get a universal app to have the students communicate and get schedules and different things because teachers have, they each have, or coaches, they each have their favorite one to use. So and they all use a different one? Yes. Yeah, that's so like weird. Like we've had to download multiple, and then it's like trying to keep up with the one, and then there's like group like the the players all group chat on the app. So it's like a protected app for schools to use or like coaches. But it's just, I, we need one. We just need one. Universal, that's it. So do you have to remember, okay, if, if it's this class and this teacher, I got to go over and look at the Yahoo app. Yeah, I mean, it's we, this class, it's, it's teacher. Yeah, and then I go cross-reference it with emails that are sent. I feel like I talk to some parents, and we're just, we live in a confused state, and we try to rely on each other for, like, hey, you good? Or we just tell our kids, hey, 
Figure this out when you get to school and then text me. We'll, we're ready, but just let me know that this is confirmed. You would think they could streamline that at school and have one. And I think they're, they are doing, like, respectively, they are doing their part and doing a good job at it. But when you're trying to keep up with, especially if you have multiple kids, it gets to be a lot of moving parts. And teachers can email you. Teachers can. This is a whole different world from when we were mm-hmm. in school. When, I mean, I don't, my parents didn't even know the teacher. I mean, I don't even know if they knew who was teaching me. <laughs> um, but we were here the other day, and you got a call, and you were like, oh, bomb scare at my school, my daughter's school. Yeah, so I got a text message alerting me to check my email for oh. a note. <laughs> That's a lot. And so then I went to the email, <laughs> and it said that, yeah, there was a bomb threat. Okay. I'm not a big road rage guy, mostly because I know I, I mess up too. And so unless somebody's just doing it on purpose, and you don't really know that. I tend to not get too mad. Sometimes I freak out if someone almost hits me. But you ever watch somebody in your rear view and like you're stopped and you're they're coming a little too hot and you're oh, like, yeah. oh my God, here it comes. Oh yeah. And they stop just in time. <laughs> Freaking out the whole time. Oh, uh, oh boy. Oh, <laughs> and there's nowhere you can go because there's a car in front of you. And sometimes they go up on the side. Yeah. Most times that's not me. That's the person behind me. A couple times it's been me. Yeah, it's been me. Yeah. Yeah. So not a big road rage person. Eddie is, and I'll, we'll go back to him in a second. But in a video... The unidentified suspect is seen lashing out at a victim who goes by Amaro in a McDonald's parking lot in Richmond. So, a furious woman rams a mother of two's car outside of a McDonald's for cutting her off before running the woman over, too. Wow. What? I'm going to break it down. I'm going to break the play down for you here. Uh, The suspect uh, cut in front of the person who was in the line. The suspect then started throwing items, including a water bottle, at the other car. Then she goes back inside of her vehicle and rams the car. Then the person who was in line gets out in front of the car and is like, hey, what's going on? I'm not letting you drive away from the scene. So then the suspect accelerates and runs over the person oh, with the front bumper. Oh. Wow. So gets mad that they got cut, starts throwing stuff, rams them, and then runs them over. The suspect then got out of the vehicle and punched the person mm. several times before driving away. Of course. But I'm- it doesn't it's just unidentified suspect. Surely they got to know who this is. Uh, from Daily Mail. That's all the things. Yeah. There's so much underlying anger there. Like, it really... Yeah, like what happened to them earlier in the day. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like she just has to... Or, like, she's carrying around something, and then road rage is where it comes out. I, in my... I think that's what road rage is. Underlying anger elsewhere in your life that presents itself in those circumstances, and you lose control. Eddie, as someone who suffers from road rage and at times yeah. does really dumb things, even with your kids in the car, mm-hmm. do you feel that? No, I disagree with that 100%. I'm having a great day. It's just when someone is driving recklessly or doing something that I feel, I turn, I go into uh, what would you call it? Vigilante. Is it, what's it called? Why do you oh, say it's Vigilante. Now mode. he's saying it's vigilante. So, so like, stop. I'll give you an example. Are you Batman? The other the day. The Batman of the road? We're all driving in two lanes, right? And there's a car, and I can see my rear view, uh, late for work or something, passing everyone left and right. And I'm like, oh, here he comes. And he starts passing me on the, on the turning lane to my left. So I act like, well, you know what? I need to turn too. So I block him. You mean to the right? On the left. You know, when you're driving, there's a turning lane. Oh, got the, it. You're not on the interstate. In the got middle. It. Yeah. So I get in the middle turning lane. I just stop right there and keep my left but blinker why? on. But why? Because, because Eddie, that could have created an accident, too. No, worse than anything he was doing. He needs to slow down. He's okay. putting everyone no. in danger. And that's when I get in. See, I'm not even road rage. I'm trying to help everyone else No, you road. get angry. That's an angry move. That's like a, you, it's underlying something. Underlying is that you don't know it's there. So I'm not surprised that Eddie disagreed with what I'm saying. Is because it's underlying. Huh. And to your point, Amy, 
when Eddie gets upset, he does go into his garage and just breaks things. Bones, I did that once. Mm. Maybe no, twice. No, you said you liked breaking you brooms. You like breaking things Maybe and brooms. So yep. there's something in you. Let's talk about it. We brought in a therapist. Uh-huh. Come oh. on in. No, Ooh, I'm just kidding. Eddie looked at the door. Hey, good <laughs> where is it? I mean, I thought about it. It's just like, it's just, I, I get in this mode where I feel like, you know, I can't do something about a situation. I get frustrated. What about when you screw up on the road? I have a lot of grace because I, I like if <laughs> I screw up. No, you just said well, No, no, no. What I'm saying is I never cut people off or do anything like that. There's accidental times where I have to cut someone off because I was spacing and, oh my gosh, I got to get in the right lane to, to exit. And what if someone did to you the crap that you're doing to others? Yeah. I, I would understand it. Okay. Hey, he's, like, he's like, I give myself grace. But how do you know the difference? You can't roll down the window and be like, hey, what was your reason for doing that? I would just say chill out. Okay. Just mind my own is what you're saying? A wise man once said, don't start no S, won't be no S. Oh. So let people do their thing unless they're hurting somebody. You could cause an accident worse than they ever would. Yeah, trying to block someone no, no, from I sl- weaving in I slowed in him out. down. I slowed him oh, down. Okay, so now he's like proud of himself. Everybody, when you start to feel road rage, just listen, think about how dumb Eddie sounds in this segment. They're probably like, I would have done the same thing. Eddie thinks he's a vigilante. You but, heard him. But, vigilante. But people with it, they don't see it. It's almost like they're in denial. Like, listen to him. They don't see it, and they have to want to see it and want to see Yeah, the first step is acknowledgement. Bones, you know yeah. when like the Razorbacks lose? You, That's the only time say? I feel rage. It's the only time I feel rage. I see red. If we lose a close game, I, I see red, and I hate everybody that ever had an association with the other school that just beat us for the whole life. I feel the same way when I see someone do something wrong on the road. Okay. <laughs> Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. A man was driving a car, and he had warrants out for his arrest when police tried to pull him over for speeding. He pulls over to the side of the road and is like, man, i got to make a run for it. Jumps out of the car, starts running, running. Only problem is he had a gun in his waistband. It started to fall. He grabbed it. Boom! Shot himself in the foot. <laughs> Did it say what his priors were? Because you don't run from a cop unless... You've had some real trouble, and you know if they catch you, you're going to jail. Uh, it doesn't say what his priors were. They said we were unclear what he was facing, but he is now facing resisting arrest. Oh, yeah. I would also imagine he probably shouldn't have had that gun. Right. <laughs> probably he not probably if had been in, your... in trouble. Yeah. And, and, and also if he's just wearing it in his waistband, like, straight <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, he's got it ready. And he should have the safety on. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. A guy in New York collected a $10 million prize from a scratch-off lottery ticket, which itself is a story. And there's a lot of lottery stories, but this one is crazy because one, 10 million from a scratch off, but just three years after winning the same amount from another scratch off. Oh, wow. How does that happen? Like, this is not a big psychic guy. Don't really believe in psychics. This is the kind of guy I would need to talk to, though, and like put him, you know, put one of those lamps, put him under one of those lamps in a dark room like the cops do when they interrogate somebody (laughs) and be like, how'd you do this? You know? Like really, because something's up. But it's he's not like just, he picked numbers. Yeah, he's, he's just going to say, I don't exactly. know, dude. Who like, does he know? What does he know? Does he have an almanac from the future? Oh, like Biff. There's something this dude knows. Like you don't knows. win $10 million. You don't win $10 million once. <laughs> but, but somebody has to because they exist. You don't win $10 million twice. Hernandez said he couldn't help feeling a bit of deja vu. Well, yeah. Yeah. Not a bit. <laughs> he previously won $10 million from a cash spectacular scratch-off ticket he bought in 2019. He took I mean, the lump sum of $6,500,000. He doesn't have plans for a second jackpot yet. Yeah, because he was $10 million from the other one. Those $10 million scratch-offs, though, they cost like $100 to play. Okay, but there's no chance you spend that kind of money getting... To, there's just no way. There's just no way. 
Something's up. I would investigate this guy. I think he I think he went a little too far. Mm. It's like the person who can't stop robbing banks. Eventually, they're going to catch you. All right, one more 10 million will... Right, I really got one more in me before that. They, they, <laughs> oh, that's from UPI. That story is wild. We'll see you tomorrow. John Party's on tomorrow. Kelsey Ballerini's on Monday. See you guys. Get your bones on Bobby Bones Show.